Hello, and you're very welcome to Mind You, where I dive into how different people use different ways to self-care. I'm Brian Barnes from Brian Barnes Wellbeing, where I partner with people to create unique wellbeing solutions. Today, I'm delighted to be talking to Shane Pearson. Shane has a huge passion for serving and minding others through his work as a health and wellness coach, as a nutritional therapist, and as a master NLP practitioner at Design Your Life Coaching. So Shane, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you, Brian. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Thanks, Shane. And you're so welcome. And Shane, can you start off by telling me a bit about yourself and how you got to here? Sure. Okay. Well, I'll start the story um, in you know, coming to the last days of secondary school. And there was the CAOCAS form in Ireland. That's your college application. And I was very daunting. I did not know what I wanted to do. So I ended up leaving school um, and there was a family farm to return to, a busy family farm, which I was welcome to. So I came home and very quickly got um, tied into that and became part of that uh, machine, I suppose, that business. And that was became my life. I was kind of happy, was quite happy with it, content. And then about 10 years later, around 28, I had this itch. I really started to feel like I wasn't doing what I was here to do. So that led... And, and, that led me to, you know, my own interests started to shift towards things like nutrition, well-being, mindset was a big one, psychology. So I started to read, 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 but I didn't have any, I, I felt I was kind of obligated through loyalty to my family, to the choices I had made. And at this stage, I had built, bought a farm, um, bought land and was invested in that. And then I got an, invited to this four-day self-development seminar and that had a huge impact it was a real turning point for me it was a the first evening we everybody twelve thousand people walked over burning hot coals and didn't burn their feet so the power of the mind was really fascinating to me so i came home from that with the courage the clarity and the confidence to make some big changes um and i really i I was in a long-term relationship with a, with a really great girl, but it didn't really feel like my heart was in it. Um, I broke up with her and we had actually bought a house together. Uh, that was huge. And then I told my family I wanted to leave the farm. So that was the start of a major shift. Um, and on the self-development seminar, the, I talked to someone who said that uh, the guy, the motivational speaker who was leading it had studied NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming. So that was a thread, a lead. And I found a course, I, I signed up for it, I trained, I got hooked on the first day, absolutely loved it. And then uh, came home, found my first client within a few days, got a great experience with her. She texted me that weekend and she'd had a breakthrough and had um she had a confidence issue getting back on horses and she won an event a few days later. So I was going, wow, I was so excited helping people making changes. So I kept farming, but started to build up more and more experience, got better at what I was doing and started a journey really helping, you know, kind of people create transformational change. And later down the road, um, yeah, some, some clients with some bigger issues like depression came along and I didn't know the limits of 
NLP and the mindset. But I started to realize, ah, you know, there's more going on here. The body, um, does it, we really need to look after the body as well as the mind. So that tweaked my interest in nutrition. I signed up for a four-year um, part-time course in nutritional therapy. And that was fascinating. It really helped me bring in the, the mind-body connection and how they're so incredibly interlinked. Or we, we think they're separate, but they're not. So it gave me a lovely, more, much more round, well-rounded approach to well-being, especially from the functional medis medicine kind of um, approach. And then that college were fascinated in, in me and NLP because in nutrition, you can train your, your students really good in their expertise in what people should eat or not eat. But having people make those changes is a real challenge for most people. So uh, they asked me, would I come on board and help with, with that element, uh, professional communication, you know, tr change. So I jumped at the opportunity um, continued my training so by the in the meantime i spent about 10 years from my first day in nlp um you know going around the world training with the best i sought out the best trainers i, I trained with two of the co-founders of nlp it became a huge influence on me and i trained at the highest level and then i started to train nlp which is an absolute honor really enjoyed that and i was helping the the nutritional therapy graduates bring in new skill sets to help others actually adopt and make the changes and then the college brought over uh, a, a, a pioneer in health and wellness coaching called dr michael arlowski from america who had written a book on creating lasting lifestyle change because they were very interested in not just giving people advice but helping them make those important changes to well-being so i was fast-tracked to become a health and wellness coach trainer I, and then I found that coaching was the umbrella that kind of, it brought all of my skills from NLP, nutrition, and other things I had learned under one roof. And I really felt at home in coaching. So I um, continue to train and actually still do to train coaches. Um, I mentor some coaches to set up their own business. And now I, I have a, my own coaching, private coaching practice, which I built up over the years. And I still train coaches. And uh, that's kind of brings me up to now, I think, Brian, unless I miss something. Wow, what an amazing journey, Shane. Thanks for sharing that with me, man. And Shane, diving deeper into how you mind others, kind of day to day, like I said, you're, you're a health and wellness coach, nutritional therapist, master NLP practitioner. <laughs> But day to day, when you're when you're working with clients and someone comes to you, where do you start off with them? Uh, you start off by by listening and by exploring. And you, my, you know, I think the value I bring is I've picked up a lot of knowledge and techniques and things over the years. But so really, I listen first, and I really want to know and get to know the client and where they are at, um, and then having a better understanding of where they are now, what strengths they have, what's the biggest challenge right now, and helping them explore that really for themselves. And then that brings us, uh, brings into light what's perhaps uh, the biggest challenge they're facing, what, what, what the strengths they already have, and perhaps what skill sets they may be missing or resources that they may need. And then I have quite a, a, a collection, or we could say, of different things I can bring to the table if they need it. 
but also as a coach, you're trying to always help the client utilize their own resources first. And a lot of people forget just how resourceful they are and just what resources they already have within them. Within them. So at first, find out what they have already and try and get them to use them or utilize them more effectively first. And then we bring in uh, perhaps an existing skill set. And also then the coaching is, you know, it's getting that structure off and good routines, good structures, uh, so that they can start to um, manage their lives better. And um, what would you say? Yeah, become more organized, more, more perhaps um, efficient at dealing with what they have to do. The NLP is, has been very, very useful in coaching to help me understand the mindset. So often <clears throat> there's the practical stuff. One, one element is the practical stuff on the day-to-day, -day, the routines, the what you do. Then there's the how you think. And how, some, a lot of our problems we actually create inside our own minds. So the NLP background gives me a, a good um, way of listening for that mindset, the beliefs, the conflicts, the, 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 uh, the various different what we call programs or um, well, uh, hab habitual ways of thinking that may need to be perhaps upgraded. You know, I often think of the iPhone or your phone, you know, it gets upgraded all the time. So sometimes, sometimes we need to upgrade our own software um, and through mindset and that's adopting new, new ways of thinking or, or maybe a new attitude. Or I also have techniques then to, um, to, to intervene and bring about mindset shifts. And then the third element that has come more recently has been a big game changer for me with clients is really through embodiment and, and, and what we call presencing, which is kind of mindfulness. So helping a person really come into the body, come into presence right now, especially when they're being triggered, especially when they're going about a busy day and helping to come back over and over to the moment, to right now. Because when we are present in this moment, Brian, we're actually in a very resourceful state. But when we're in our, when we're triggered or when we're busy or in our heads, we're kind of disconnected and we lose touch of how we're breathing, how we're feeling, the tension we have in our shoulders, etc. So that's been a game changer. And I've given you a lot there, but there's different stages, different layers. And for a particular coaching client, through getting to know them and exploring, we build those in at different stages, different times, whatever is most relevant for them at that time, if that makes any sense. Absolutely, Shane. And I love that holistic approach that you take, you know, that kind of mind-body, because obviously there's, you know, it's it's there's a huge connection there. It's pretty much the one, you know. Um, and again, like, everyone's different like you know when i work with my clients obviously you're looking at where they are and where they want to be but i know two of your big passions are stress management and building resilience and that's it they're quite you know kind of helpful things to have in in these days when you know there's so much stress and there's so much mm. kind of uncertainty so how do you introduce building resilience and stress management into how you work and what does that look like Okay, so um, a nice structure in terms of resilience is the, the, the resilience roadmap, the five R's. And I hope I get this from memory. Sorry, the five P's. The first one would be uh, pr presence. I mentioned that you know, when we're present, 
if you just, if everybody was listening, if we just, you know, start to well, feel our, feel our feet, feel what's, feel our tummies, you know, feel what, feel the breath in our bodies, come back into the body and really start to become present with right now, whatever is going on in the outside. So that presence is a fantastic resource to go into. And then we have the purpose. Purpose is often, this is a, a huge um, theme coming into the corporate world and in, in terms of resilience, purpose. When we have a strong uh, sense of purpose and meaning in our lives, it, it gives us this incredible sense of resilience. The, the quote from Viktor Frankl, who was a survivor of the World War II Holocaust, you know, he was of the concentration camps. He survived that and um, went on to um, create a, an entire field of psychology called um, a psychotherapy called logotherapy. He said, having a strong why will get you through almost anyhow. Um, so having a client really tap in what's most important for them, what's their meaning. And when you get up in the morning and you know what you're getting up for and there's a meaning behind what you do, that brings an extra element of, um, of, of grit, of determination. Because no matter if you're growing, and challenging yourself, or even if you're not trying to, you will be, your life challenges us now. So having that sense of, okay, this is why I'm here, this is what I'm doing, and it has meaning, it, it insulates us from a lot of the, the downward negative, stress, stress, ne negative um, impact of stress. Then we have power, and that relates to basically your, I call it really like your personal energy the power that we have. And that requires lots of, um, you know, a lot of the basics. You probably have lots of people talking about power of sleep, getting good enough sleep, um, eating well, like staying hydrated, getting the nourishment you need, stabilizing your blood sugars and all that kind of stuff. But also the power come maybe from the breath, breathing well to oxygenate the body, you know, and, 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 and and oxygenate the, 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 the brain, but also the power that comes from, you know, building perhaps fitness. So all that kind of um, energy that we need, uh, because what we realize, you'll notice that when you're run down, you're tired, or you're towards the, your, your energy is really low because you haven't eaten and you've got to eat in the last six hours, or because, you know, you've had a really tough week. It's when we're, our power is low, that, that the resilience is low. So we need to maintain that. And then we have people. Um, so people is really the support systems. And this is incredibly important. I think especially for men, Brian, um, getting people, a good people around us so that we know someone has our back. It's so incredibly, ah, um, rela not relaxing, but comforting, reassuring from a, a psychological perspective that when people when someone has our back and that we, okay, well, okay, even though um, I might make a mistake here, you know, I have a mentor who's going to help me out with it. Even though um, I can't get my computer to work, at least I have an IT guy. You know, even though um, I feel all alone now, I know I can reach out to my friend. So having somewhere to go with your stuff and having good people around you, having a support system is incredibly important. And um, often that takes work as well. And then we have preparation. And this would be a, a real weakness of mine and the, what doesn't come naturally, but when I prepare well, it gives me uh, that extra, ah, it takes the stress off me. So preparing, you know, for example, 
um, a big stress in the house here with two young kids and a, and a stressed wife who has been up with a baby for, you know, for weeks with, you know, teething and stuff. So getting out of the house, um, when we prepare well and everything's done on time, it's, it's effortless. It's just, okay, the kids are ready, everything's packed into the car on time. But if it's a frantic last dash, getting out of the house, oh, and, and everybody's late and it gets, gets tetchy, maybe people get a little bit excited, the kids feel that and then they dig their heels in and it's messy. So preparing well, whether it's for getting out of the house or for a presentation or for an interview or for your day or for the busy week ahead, that can take a lot of stress out of it. And so that's the five Ps and in the in the resilience roadmap how did all that land lovely i love i love that chain I, I love those five p's and i suppose again it's bringing in that you know that holistic kind of approach to this and let's i suppose you know i know a lot of people from working myself as a coach feel kind of quite overwhelmed because we're talking about big well, we're talking about lifestyle changes here. And I, I, I say to people, you know, like the biggest, the, the smallest changes bring the biggest results. But mm. it's all, as you said, it's all about programming. Like, you know yourself, NLP, hypnotherapy, the subconscious mind. So mm. how do you kind of, you know, I suppose we're helping people to walk steady on unsteady ground because we're mm. all swimming in that sea of stress. So how do you kind of, you know, help people to bring in these changes kind of, you know, again, kind of as in baby steps. Yeah. So I love that approach. And I think we're, <laughs> when we're stressed, the last thing we need is a, another or something else that's big and overwhelming. So baby steps. So this is where, you know, coaching, you're trying to end the session with these just really clear, really doable next steps. Um, so you're looking for the starting point. What's, what's, the, what's one thing they can do to start um, <clears throat> turning this thing around. You mentioned this, the baby steps. I love the metaphor of the two millimeter rule to help hammer this home. Have you heard of the two millimeter rule? No. Okay, so it's it kind of coming from meta analogy from golf. So imagine, and I'm not a golfer, but you know, you've seen Tiger Woods set on the golf course and they're, they're driving the ball, you know, like maybe, maybe imagine 300 you know, yards down the driveway. If, if you hit that ball two millimeters lower to the left to the right it's only two millimeters okay but that two millimeters donk that you hit off center it go 300 yards down the driveway what difference will that make a lot more a lot more so we tend to underestimate the power of small changes that and if you just make that little shift and start doing if you get two millimeters closer to where you should hit the ball, you can have a dramatic impact on where the ball lands. So think of a change now. You might get, okay, just, you know, doing five minutes of a breathing technique before you start your day, big deal. But do that every day, today, tomorrow, the next day, you know, and then you, you build up these wins. It's like, oh my goodness, becomes a new habit, just like brushing your teeth. Those incremental, they're not overwhelming, but they start to have these um, dramatic impact on, on a person a few weeks later, a few months later, or a year later. So a little change to the diet. Uh, things I would look at for those initial ones would be um, blood sugar balance. So stabilizing blood sugar. Because if a person's not eating well, perhaps their stress often needs us to make those, uh, you know, the stress body just 
the underlying stress, you know, at a physiological level, stress <laughs> to the body means how can I survive the next five seconds or the next two minutes? That's what the body's trying to do, is trying to survive. Um, and when the body's out of the stress response, out of fight or flight, it's like, okay, how can I survive the next 50 years or the next hundred years, you know, if we're young? So we need to get the body out of that um that state of stress. And it's very simple when you know how. It's, it's simple, but not easy. So the breath is a big one for me because the breath is the link between the mind and the body. And when we can just uh, control the breath, it's also worth how to hack into your nervous system. If we're into fight or flight response because we're, we're busy, we're stressed, someone has triggered us, there's maybe a problem in your relationship where you're worried about the bills, inflation, China, whatever. Um, okay, so... All you ever have to do is come back into the body with a breath and then start to switch the body out of the stress response into ah, parasympathetic nervous system arousal, which is rest and digest, which is the body going, okay, let's rebalance so this body can survive the next 50 years. And so it's often these little hacks done often have dramatic impacts and also builds confidence because you go, oh my God, how am I ever going to get a top of stress, Brian? Oh, I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed. There's too many things to do wow, you know what, that little technique I'm doing every day is beginning to help. And that makes us want to go, what else could I do? Success breeds success. So we're looking for those initial increment, initial wins that, that give us a noticeable benefit. And then I trust the process. The client goes, huh, I'm beginning to feel you know, more together. I'm beginning to feel more balanced. And then what else can I do? And then you just look for that traction. And as the person begins to get these, oh, start build confidence that suddenly they start feeling, you know, I can get on top of this stress. I can eliminate some of these stressors. I can control my own nervous system. And that breeds a kind of um, resilience and confidence, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. I love that, Shane. And I, I talk to clients about, you know, let's say, changing in, in kind of in kind of baby steps and even to change one degree like you think about it, if you change one degree every day from where you are oh, yeah. in a year you've changed 365 degrees which is over it's that yeah you've actually gone up over past full circle do you know what oh, I mean yeah, exactly. a circle has 360 degrees if you change one degree every day because like that like I talk to people about even going for a 10 minute walk outside boosts your mood for 90 minutes yes like the return on investment on that and it's like even if you go for a minute today like that think about one degree every day go for a minute today two minutes tomorrow three yeah. minutes the next day four minutes the next day the smallest changes bring the biggest results don't they yeah and i think that if you're it's so important i say you cannot trust a stressed mind the same way you cannot trust a drunken mind. Yeah. It, so when we're stressed, like, oh, that's 10 minutes seems like too much or half an hour. I can't, I'm, and I feel like that right now. My day is full. So how, how can I make half an hour? What about one minute? Mm, who can argue with one minute? Yeah. And then if you just do the minute, oh yeah. And like you say, then the next day. Um, that brings me to another strategy I have with within lasting positive change is you're looking for those initial wins like I spoke about and just getting those um starts and the client gets these ah positive feedback from their changes which leads them to want more uh, and layering in the change because we're, we're working on the power of habit we all have good habits and bad habits so that 
if we find something that works, the clients we tend to repeat. Now, not necessarily. A lot of coaching is about making sure they continue to do it um, and don't. And if they fall, they will fall off the wagon and have a relapse and fall back into own, old ways. That's just neuroscience. We get them to um, return over and over, and then it becomes a habit, like brushing your teeth. If you still have teeth, you've got a really good habit that's working for you. Um, so you build in these habits, and then you can layer in the change. People want instant success. I think I really um, have a problem with a lot of the 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 marketing, the hype, and the sensationalism around instant fixes or transformations overnight. You know what? You know, just play the long game. Make and a stressed mind will will maybe get excited and try and do everything today. No, no, no. Just calm down. <laughs> Pick those small wins. Trust that you know a few weeks from now you'll be different and then a few weeks from now you'll be wanting more and this these layering in the changes and then starting to install these powerful new habits that become automatic you don't stress about brushing your teeth every night you just do it and the same could be about a minute walking it could be a, a couple of minutes breathing and then it might lead to meditation it might lead to um you know <clears throat> more conversations and sharing some of your stuff with people whatever it is it's just making these little changes that aren't overwhelming and then building on them brick by brick absolutely absolutely and again um you know that whole kind of you know that whole idea of the tortoise and the hare to kind of slow down to speed up because as you said like when people are stressed they want you know they want to get overwhelmed and we're you know we've got all the stress hormones kind of running through the Mm. body and again I, i said to people it's about, you know, it's not about speed. It's about going in the right direction. So it's like, imagine you were heading off for your summer holidays and you're, you're, you want to go to Donegal for your holidays and you, you're pointed in the direction of Curry, and you're, yeah. going, you're, you're, you're going really fast. Yeah. Like, you know, it doesn't matter how fast or how slow you go, you're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. You're, you're going to end up in Curry. So like if you need to be pointed to Donegal and like that to accept that, you know, okay, the, those baby steps and those little wins and that habit stacking, they, they're, they're going to bring about the biggest results. So going in the right direction and to slow it down, you know, you're going to get there. And like that, those wins are going to accumulate. Mm, exactly. Um, it reminds me, it's kind of a, an aside, but it reminds me of a lovely quote from Jim Rohn, I think. Um, the best time to start working on yourself was 10 years ago. And the second best time is right now. You know, you might have wished you had a done started things a year ago, but if you haven't, start now. A year from now, Brian, if, if someone on the call just listen, yeah, one small change today. Trust me, that doing that regularly and getting the wins from that will want will lead you to want to do more of that. Um, and a year from now, you'd be so glad that Absolutely. today you started that one thing. Absolutely, absolutely. And the ripple effect of that one yeah. thing. Again, and he, he, whether you're into ripple effects or, you know, um, percentages, like if you think about that 1% every day in, in a year, you've got 365 degrees. You've, you've actually gone past the full circle. So that's what, what, what a result that is. Well, Shane, look, if we, could talk, we could talk for hours, but thank you so much for sharing with me the amazing work that you do and that amazing toolkit that you have. And can you tell me now how you mind you? Yeah. Okay. Sure. So um, 
I think in, in the house we have, you know, I, I go through the stages, the layers again. So on the surface, you know, your routines are really important. Uh, and we, we try to eat well in the house. We cook pretty much all our own meals. Um, I try to stay hydrated as a basic and then good sleep. Uh, we have a busy life at the moment. We have uh, young kids here, <clears throat> a lot going on. So the, the next thing um, would be the mindset. So when, you, when we get a little bit uptime, things can start to get a little bit frayed around the edges and that, uh, oh, I re usually return to the mind and try and check in and going, what am I, what am I, where are my thoughts right now? How am I breathing? And then what am I feeling? Just to kind of check in and then monitor the mind. And often I've found myself going into judgment sometimes or, or a, a more criti critical um, mindset or maybe um, a self um self and looking looking at myself and beating myself up about something so kind of monitoring the mindset and then just shifting it back into okay what's a much more uh, um effective or useful mindset to have right now so having that awareness and then flexibility to shift mindset is incredibly important for me but the big thing that i'm finding at the moment um I don't have as many opportunities that right now for, you know, I, I don't know when I'm waking up. My, my baby or my five-year-old kind of often is responsible for that. So um, what I find is when, it, when, when we're, some of the, the things that really give me that power and that consistent energy are, are, are challenged, the presencing. So just checking in myself and speaking, speaking, making time to, in the moment if things are getting frazzled to just, ah, back into the moment kind of like mindfulness and then just trying to be with me and be with the emotions um <clears throat> when i'm triggered just okay there's a, there's a saying when i check in it's like with with my in breath i go i am here now with this and i repeat that i am here now with this. And that really brings me back into the moment, into me, and into my into my power, I suppose. So that be trying to be present with stuff, especially whenever um, I've been challenged by over, over uh, quite quite a big workload going on right now. It's quite a lot of moving parts and overwhelmed at times, stressed. So coming back and just being with it, learning to be with what is here right now with me. Then I have my techniques if, if something's coming up that I um, isn't shifting through awareness. I can sit on my couch and I, this forgiveness technique I use, tapping or emotional freedom technique is a really lovely one I have. And then I have a releasing technique that I can release some negative emotions. And then is what I can do for myself and then talking to someone else. So I have a brilliant uh, em embodied, ther embodied therapist right now um that i that i speak to every two or three weeks um and then i also have you know a, a, a great friend who's a coach and we can be vulnerable and share man to man some of the challenges so having somewhere to go with some of my challenges being really important brilliant thanks for sharing that with me shane and where can people find you so my website is www.designyourlifecoaching.ie and then I suppose I'm most active on LinkedIn more than any other social media platform. Cool. Perfect. But Shane, I will put a link to that website, to your website on this podcast. 
And thank you so much, man, for being so kind and generous and for sharing with me that amazing toolkit you have and all those amazing tips and techniques and there's just so much in there. And um, I'd encourage anyone to have a look at your website and your LinkedIn posts. And again, they're full of kind of information and advice and tips. And thank you so much, yeah, for just sharing all that with me and best of luck with everything that you do in the future. Thank, thank you so much, Brian. Brian, and well, and blessings on the work that you're doing. Um, it's such a, it's such an important topic these days of how we look after ourselves and others. So, blessings on the work, and to those people listening, you know, well done for making the time for this kind of really important work. Thanks, Shane. Thanks a million. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Brian. so much for listening to mind you and i hope you've learned about the benefits of holistic self-care please like subscribe and follow mind you podcast wherever you listen to it and please share it so we can keep the ripple effect of holistic self-care going out to the world you can find me and mind you at brianbarnswellbeing.com and remember to mind